Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode. So long, pitchers hitting and compensation picks and asking me questions if I was confusing. I don't like that title. I'm going to change it. Um, so long, DH and QO picks. There we go. Still don't like it, but hey. Um, Rob Manfred talked today. And fortunately, I wasn't paying any attention because if Rob Manford is talking and I am listening, then I'm likely to get hives. Um, that's how it works. I do not like listening to him speak. I don't like hearing what he had to say. I really don't like too much about Rob Manford at all. Um, today, it sounds like the designated hitter is a... Go in both leagues. Pitchers hitting is going away. And that's one that um, it's very emotional. It's very emotional for a lot of people. Uh, very, very few people like it when their pitcher goes to the plate, watches three pitches over the center of the plate, and walks back to the dugout. Very few people like that. They do like it when their pitcher gets a hit, though. Hey, see, pitchers can hit. Well, hitting is hard to do, just like pitching is hard to do. Occasionally, you can accidentally make contact. Okay, Greg Maddox was really good at hitting ground balls right to where the second baseman should have been standing, but he wasn't. Greg Maddox was very good at those. He didn't hit line drives to... Left center, he did, he he hit ground balls that got through. Um, I'm not going to miss pitchers hitting. I someone was asking me about a high school pitcher, how well he does offensively. And I said I don't really care about high school stats. I care about SEC stats or ACC stats. You know, when you're when you're up against somebody who's actually representing that they're good. How you do then, that's what I'm interested in. If you have a pitcher who hits 123, I don't want him batting. I just, I, I don't, if you like that, if that's what makes the world go around for you, then so be it, wonderful, great for you. I, I've seen enough deliberately non-competitive at-bats from pitchers. I will not miss pitchers hitting. My main thing is now everyone is on the same level as far as new thought. Teams are researching a college hitter or a high school hitter or an international hitter who mashes the baseball but really doesn't play defense. Really doesn't play defense. Now back in the day for the Toronto Blue Jays, a guy who mashed the ball but didn't bother playing any defense, hey, let's let, let's pick him up because he mashes the ball. Whereas a National League team 
well, you know, at some point he'll get to double A and he'll have to play defense, and I don't think he can play defense, so let's not even bother. So the Blue Jays or the Rangers or somebody else gets him, and then if roundabout advanced A ball, he figures out, hey, I can't actually play defense, then the team who avoided him because he couldn't play any defense missed out on him entirely. Uh, I prefer the rules being the same. Because then the team that has the DH doesn't have a developmental a play a player developmental advantage over other teams. And yes, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you have the pitcher hitting in Double A AA and Triple A, which if you've listened to Double A AA and Triple A games, <coughs> if you've listened to Double A AA and Triple A games, where in the sixth inning, starting pitcher comes out and you have a double switch, then the Eighth inning, the relief pitcher comes out, and then you have a double switch. And then the ninth inning, the pitcher comes out, and then you have a double switch. And then before long, you have a bunch of guys out there who shouldn't be out there. Kind of like a major league game. And in the minor leagues, you had teams keeping around a shortstop who couldn't hit worth a darn because he could play shortstop in the ninth or tenth inning because they double switched out for four players and all of a sudden all the the roster is um eight guys out in the field the one pitcher and six pitchers in the bullpen none of them who can hit um I, I, I guess for some people that's what baseball is about. What I'd rather see when I'm watching baseball is a competitive hitter against a competitive pitcher, which guy's better. That's why I'm interested in. Doesn't matter if it's major league baseball, doesn't matter if it's minor league baseball, doesn't matter if it's something in the Southland Conference. If it's in the Southland Conference and I see there's a pitcher out there with a 3.13 ERA and more innings pitched than hits and strikeouts up near the range of how many innings he has, and the hitter has an OPS like, oh, 940. I'm interested. 3.13 ERA against 940 OPS. Bring it. Who's better? Which guy belongs in professional baseball? As opposed to, oh, well, we're sending up a pinch hitter because we're down 17 to 1. This guy's 1 for 17 on the year with 13 strikeouts. Nah, really not interested in that. Really not interested in that. More important thing is today, for me, it sounds like the era of the automatic draft pick loss for signing a qualifying free agent is going away. Rob Manfred had hinted at that before. He's hinting at it again, but don't get your um, don't get too optimistic. First off, though, I will say it sounds like when a team signs a qualifying free agent, a qualifying free agent that declined the uh, qualifying offer. So, uh, like, if it would have gone to Chris Bryant being a free agent, Cubs offer Chris Bryant a qualifying offer, Chris Bryant declines the qualifying offer, and goes to free agency, if someone would have signed Chris Bryant, then the Cubs would have gotten a second-round draft pick. That's what we're talking about. 
teams would have given up a second-round draft pick and gotten a second-round draft pick in most cases. Sometimes it would be somewhat different. That seems to be going away. However, 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 Rob Manfred is keyed on punishment. It sounds like there will still be some sort of punishment phase. We don't know what it is. We don't know what it is, but there will be some sort of a punishment phase. Presumably, if a team goes over a spending limit. So instead of, because you signed this guy, you get punished. Instead of that, instead of that, instead of that. If you go over $170 million, you get punished. If you go over $185 million, you get punished and punished again. If you go over $193 million, you get punished and punished and punished. Or whatever the numbers are. Punished and punished and punished. That's the important thing with Rob Manfred. Make sure if a team is trying to win, they get punished. Because if they get punished, then they are less likely to try to do that thing. We don't know what the punishment levels will be. We don't know what the punishments will be. But it does sound like there will be punishments. And it does sound like there will be three threshold levels, much like now, whether the levels are going to go up, whether the levels are going to go down, what the punishments will be, we're not quite sure. But it really does sound like, hey, y'all can spend however much you want on your roster, however much you want, every single penny that you want to spend, spend like you want, whatever you want. But if you have the audacity to go over this number, these are what your punishments going to be. If you're going to go over this number, here's what your punishments are going to be. If you're going to go over this number, here's what your punishments are going to be. Two things I suspect. Two things I suspect. People who are totally, 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 totally interested in only adding veterans. I am much more interested in adding veterans than allowing young players to get used to the levels of minor league baseball and then major league baseball and then get good at the major league level. People who are more interested in, I'm interested in 29-year-old guy or 31-year-old guy or 32-year-old guy that I've seen on ESPN for the last five or six years. People who are interested in those players more than, hey, maybe this guy coming up from the minor leagues will do well. Those people will probably largely disregard the punishments when talking about um, considerations. Now, if there's a situation of, well, since you went over $210 million, you lose a second and a fourth round draft pick. And maybe you also lose your second round international draft pick. So you lose a second and a fourth and a second for going over a certain number, 210. Just pulling a number out of my wallet. 210. The people who are only interested in the older players will oftentimes disregard, oh yeah, there's also those penalties. And when people deliberately disregard information that they know about, they should be disregarded. Uh, the other thing I will guess is... 
players who are coming up from the minor leagues are still sometimes going to be perfectly capable of playing well on their own without having to be spoon-fed or anything. So, um, I don't know if it will be Reggie Preciado or James Triantos or Owen Casey or which of the Cubs prospects will be good, but I'm thinking some of them will be. You know, you get the top eight, top nine. I'm leaving off uh, Brennan Davis, so it'd be, you know, two to nine, two to ten. Some of those guys will be good. Some of those guys will be good. I, I don't know who. I'm not that smart. But uh, the guys that will do well will do well. And people who are, I only want to play, pay attention to players that I've seen on ESPN already. I only want to pay attention to veteran players. Um they're generally going to disregard talking about probably the punishment phases because they want to emphasize the go out and get players that I'm familiar with. These are the people that thought that the Chris Archer trade with Chris Archer going to the Rays or with Chris Archer going to the Pirates from the Rays was a good trade for the Pirates because I'm familiar with Chris Archer. Well, it's turned out to be horrible for the Pirates and fantastic for the Rays because the players that the Rays acquired have turned out to be fairly decent. Um, it's going to be more of the same. It's going to be more of the same. Rob Manfred's response to the Players Association on Saturday will be horrible. It will be horrible. It will be laughably bad. And Rob Manfred will, hey, why well, expect we're a bunch of rich people and we really don't care. And if it ends up being a situation of where we missed the entire 2022 season, well, that means we don't have to pay Jason Hayward. I don't think he'll say that, but that's what he'll mean. And um, I have no idea when this thing is going to get solved. I have no idea when this thing is going to get solved. I have no idea how this thing is going to get solved. What I do have a reasonably reasonable amount of confidence in is come next Friday, I will be paying attention to college baseball and bringing information on college baseball because college baseball will be being played and players being assessed at the college um, college level, gearing up for college the college season getting ready to get assessed for the major league draft. That's compelling baseball, as opposed to a pitcher facing a pitcher at the plate when the pitcher at the plate doesn't really want to swing the bat. I want to watch compelling baseball, or listen to compelling baseball, and college games are going to be what you have for a while. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great weekend.